on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in a cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot, case closed What is up guys, it's Andy Frisella And this is the show for the realists say goodbye to the lies The fakeness and delusions of modern society And welcome to motherfucking reality Guys, today we have Q&AF This is a question and answer format show Um we got a number of different formats on the show if this is your first time listening, but today is Q&AF. You can submit your questions to be answered on the show one of a couple different ways. The first way is... You guys, email those questions in to askandy at andyfrasella.com. And the second way is, um, <clears throat> I know most of you guys listen on audio, but we are uploading the full-length episodes on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to that, please. Uh, but if you go on YouTube and you go to our Q&AF um, episodes and drop your question in the comment section we'll pick some from there as well now like i said if this is your first time listening we have multiple formats today you're going to hear q and af sometimes you're going to hear cti cti stands for cruise the internet that is where we put topics up on the screen and then we talk about them and usually we make fun of them and usually we make fun of the people that believe them and we make fun of the people that write them and we make fun of fucking everything and usually it's not very politically correct and uh it's, so if you're a pussy don't listen to the show there's that uh, then we have real talk. Real talk is five to 20 minutes of just real talk, man. It's just uh, laying out some real talk of what I think needs to be said in the world. And then we have full length. Full length is uh, what you guys are used to seeing on most podcasts. Um, you have a guest on the show and then we have a conversation. So you're probably wondering why we have all these different formats on this one podcast. And the reason is this. Most of the show, most of the content, most of the things we do here are about winning, about kicking ass, about entrepreneurship, about how to make more money, about how to be better, personal development, all of these things. Um, and the reason that we have CTI intertwined with that and socio issues is because we need to understand our environment. We need to understand that if we want to go out and we want to make money and we want to kick ass, and we want to be better, and we want to do these great things, that we have to have the freedom to do so. And if we take our eye off society and we take our eye off the current events and we focus solely on our own personal lives, uh, we have a chance of losing the freedom environment that we have to have to, in order to operate. So you cannot have one without the other. It's like saying you're going to have peanut butter jelly without peanut butter. You can't do it. So it's very important for you guys, even if you're only interested in personal development, to understand what's going on in the world. And that's why we have all these different formats on the show. And for the exchange of doing this show without running 400 ads, Without being told what to do from uh, Global Corps, all we ask is very simply that sh you share the show, okay? We've been able to keep a uh, very high ranking in the podcast world for a very long time based off of entirely word of mouth, which means if we do good, please share the show. If we don't do good, don't feel obligated to share the show. It's straight value exchange. Um, so if it makes you laugh, if you learn something, if it changes your perspective, if it gives you a new way of seeing things, if it teaches you some skills that you needed, Please share the show. That's all we ask. So when we say pay the fee, that's what that means. All right. That's the housekeeping. I think. When's the show air? Monday. Okay. All right. That's housekeeping. All, all right. right. What's up? Andy, how do you take showers? With a fucking loofah, bro. You use loofahs? Oh, fuck yeah. Because uh, I like a fucking brand new loofah and a pink one, too. Okay. Well, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> no, but I saw this. See, you're over here trying to make fun of loofahs. I heard you. No, I use a loofah. Oh, you did? Yeah, I use, I use a loofah. One of these dudes, I, see, I'm over here doing my thing, and you guys don't think I hear you. <laughs> I fucking heard you. No, no, because there was this state of, like, you no, know, well, we, we talked about how the, the pantries are racist, right? Um, 
but I saw this article and it made me think of it because they were talking about things that like, I guess like black people, only black people do. And apparently it's a black person's thing to wash up with a washcloth. We used to use washcloths. Yeah, I, like I used them growing up, but like yeah. I, I've stopped. Well, I used one to like- That's because they came out with loofahs. That's what I'm saying. Like I use the loofah. I feel like it gets in there a little bit more. Would you drive a Flintstone car if they had a regular car? No. Okay. Yeah. Well, then that's why you don't use a washcloth. You should use the loofah. Yeah. Everybody knows the loofah is good for you. It exfoliates the skin. That's makes what I'm you saying. Clean. It gets in there. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. What color is your, your loofah? Blue. Nice blue and black. Blue and black, yeah. yeah. I got the dove uh, loofah thing because I, I, I got sensitive skin. Yeah. Like, it's a big deal. I'm actually kind of insecure about it a little bit, but, like, it's a big deal. So I got to be careful with what I put on my skin. Yeah. You know, with lotions and shit. But, yeah, so I use dove. dove. I know what you use. I know what you use. Oh, no, I know. I use other dudes' jizz. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, you use that. That's big, why your skin looks so no, fucking nice. No, no, no. I, I we know we we know what you use. What that that extra large black. That's right. I got to get my soul from somewhere, bro. <laughs> it's fifty percent bigger. That's right. That's, that's, what That's right. What it says. No, man. What, what's going? Everything else is good, though, man. Yeah, man. Going good. What, um, what you sipping on over there? This, this that's is a my change post- up. That's yeah, a change you know, up. this is my post workout here. Uh, got it from the smoothie bar. It happens to be the MFCEO smoothie. Oh, what's he taste like? It's a, it's like a chocolate cherry, uh, cherry chocolate. That's a good one. Yeah, it's good. It's my favorite one. It is it's, a good? It's one. my favorite one because it's got the right macros. Yeah, you get a shit ton of protein, yeah, low it's carbs. Got Fifty-one grams of protein. Yeah, twenty-something grams of carbs, low yeah. fat. That's good. Yeah, I like it. I just got done training legs, so getting swole. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, training's going good. Everything's good. All three of them. What? Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, tra- training's going good. Hmm. Sorry, I was enjoying this amazing <laughs> non-ad. Yeah, chocolate cherry, yeah. right. Um, no, well, it's not an good, ad, dude. it's not out yet. Uh, yeah. I think I'm on day four again. You know, I started 75 hard over um, with my one buddy. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited, dude, because like, it's kind of weird because it's not really day four. It's like day, whatever day you're- 100. No, it's like day 20. Uh, 24. Four. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I feel good. Yeah, everything's going good, man. Just moving right along, man. Yeah. With, with I think se- it's important right now for, you know, I think it's important right now for people to really take it seriously, like what, what they're controlling. Because, um, yeah. you know, I've heard from so many of you over the last couple of weeks just uh, through the socials that are struggling right now because of all the panic and the shit going on in society. And, you know, like, guys, this is the reason I've spent the last three years and DJ spent the last three years and other people as well have spent the last three years trying to warn you what the fuck was coming. Mm-hmm. And here we are. And now everybody seems to be losing their fucking mind. Like, I'm just kind of like, yeah, I fucking told you, you know, but like in these chaotic times, guys, you have to realize that it's extra important to control what you can control, because if you don't control what you can control, because of the nature of society, you're going to naturally feel anxious. You're going to naturally mm-hmm. feel depressed. You're going to naturally feel like things are spinning out of control. And so if you don't make the effort to really make a conscious effort to control what you can, which is how you move, which is what you drink, which is what you eat, which is the information you consume, who you spend your time around, what execution you take, these things matter especially uh, in times of chaos, because in times of chaos, most everybody else kind of stops. They're like, mm-hmm. fuck, what do I do? And they pull in 
This happened to me in 2008. In 2008, in business, the, the, all the shit happened, bro. And all my competitors stopped trying. They, they completely stopped. And they went into like survival mode. And usually, well, the reason they went into survival mode is because most of them were way overextended. They were, they, were, they, were, they were not running a business responsibly. So they had to fucking pull all their, all their offense in. They had to go into their shell. But what they don't realize and what you guys got to realize is that if you go in your shell during times like this, you never come back out. It doesn't happen. So it's very important for you to recognize that whoever you are, whatever you do, whatever it is you're trying to do, whatever business you're trying to grow, whatever career you're trying to grow, when these chaotic times happen, it's actually our biggest opportunity to, to jump ahead because everybody else stops. Yeah. So these are the times when the gaps are created over your course of your life. Big gap between me and all my peers, the first one happened in 2008. Everybody else stopped, I kept going. That mm -hmm. created a gap, right? Uh, another one in 2020, everybody else kind of stopped, we kept going. Mm -hmm. So like my, my message to you is this, whether it's just your person, whether it's your business, whether whatever it is, Get hyper-focused, get hyper-intentional on exactly what you control and make a solid effort to control those things because if you do not, you're going to fall the way of everybody else, which is panic, chaos, and paralyzation and lack of progress for maybe forever because a lot of these people, like I said, when they go in their shell, they never come back out. And remember, this is the tortoise and the hare analogy that we've all heard. It doesn't matter how fast you're moving. What matters is that you keep moving. And so that's the message that I think really everybody needs to take at this point in time. You know, I, I have put in my effort and my, my, I put in my dues trying to warn everybody what's going on. Um, I think a lot of people are aware of what's going on uh, and they're panicking now. And the people who aren't aware, these are the people, the people who aren't aware of what's going on and they're just like, holy shit, all this shit's happening. They're having the same kind of anxiety and panic mm -hmm. that people like you and me, DJ, yeah. that we had in March of 2020. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was just about to say, like, that. that's probably, I mean, that's the other side of that coin, man, are the people who are realizing how much shit they have not been having in control. Mm. And now they're scrambling, trying to put everything in control. You know what I'm saying? Like, there, there's definitely a population of that, too. Well, look, dude, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a scary time. Yeah. People are fucking scared. And a lot of people who are overextended, over leverage on their bank stuff, they're going to get fucking smashed. Mm -hmm. That's reality. And this could slide all the way down to where everybody gets smashed. But even if everybody gets smashed, what can you still control? You can still control what you put in your body. You can still control your movement. You can still control the information you put in. You can still control all the things I just mentioned a minute ago. So control those things and you'll feel a much, a much more, uh, a much better sense of peace mm. instead of feeling so anxious and so so crazy right now. So that's just my my little two cents at the beginning of the show. Yeah, for control sure. what you can control. This is why the fuck I developed this program, dude, the Live Hard program. If you don't know what it is, it's episode 208. I give it away for free. It'll change your fucking life. It'll change your fucking life drastically. Mm. Um, and that's why I give it away for free. So if you want to learn about that, it's episode 208. It's audio only on that. Not on. It's not on uh, YouTube. So anyway. Mm. But I think that's the importance of like this specific uh, type of episode, the Q&A's, is because we're taking the people's frustration and panic and scramble and trying to give some clarity of how to actually move forward during these times. So For sure. That's the For symbiotic sure. relationship we well, have. Well, look, dude, I wish y'all would have listened to me in 2020. 
Just being honest. Yeah. You know, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The second best time is now. So if you thought I was full of shit and all these things I said, when I said, hey, don't put that shit on. Don't take that thing. Don't wear, don't comply with that because that's going to lead to this and this and this and this and this. Well, here we are. Mm -hmm. We got banks failing. We got economy fucking tanking. In my opinion, it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. So I think all of us, everybody listening, would do ourselves a big service by really locking down and focusing on what we can control and moving forward from there and then addressing these issues as they come now. Because right now, at this point in time, uh, I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's something that we can stop from happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's real, man. Unless some major changes take place. Yeah. And those major changes we talk about on the CTI. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Well, let's get into these questions, man. Let's make some people better. Uh, And starting off with question number one, this is a great intro to it. Andy, uh, you have talked about how being a great entrepreneur is a route to financial and career success that is often overlooked as opposed to the glorification of being an entrepreneur. What advice would you give a recent university graduate who is on their first day of full-time work in the real world so that they can be the best entrepreneur as possible, especially if the company they are joining is remote-friendly and opportunities for in-person connection with other team members and managers are limited? How do you become the best entrepreneur? All right. Well, first of all, becoming the best entrepreneur is, that's the same method that we talk about becoming the best in anything, okay? So mm. that, that this is, I'm going to give you a real practical tip here, but becoming the best is becoming the best at anything. If you want to become the best popsicle salesman, it's the same fucking route as becoming the best entrepreneur, as becoming the best athlete, as becoming the best musician, mm-hmm. as becoming the best, becoming the best is becoming the best. It's all the shit y'all heard. You've heard me talk about it for 10 fucking years. Here's the tip though. When you're new in an organization, this is, this is extremely, extremely important. All right. When you are new in an organization, a lot of people come into an organization and they, they try to like feel it out and they try to like get comfortable. And I understand this, right? Cause it's scary to go to a new thing. It's like going to a new school, right? You got to learn 400 different yeah, names. Totally they learn get it. one. It's intimidating. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. <clears throat> get that. And, but where people fuck this up is they come in, they try, they get too comfortable. Okay, so they find the friendly people, they find the they find the, their little group inside the group. Right. And they they sort of get comfortable and then they they start to like work the same way that all these other people work and they start to kind of follow their lead and what happens because of that, well in most companies and this is not my companies, but in most companies what ends up happening is you end up falling in line with people who really aren't that great of employees mm-hmm. and you follow their path. Okay, so it's kind of like joining the cool kids in high school. Like the cool kids don't really ever amount to much. Mm, Everybody knows that. All right. So let me offer you a very practical, very real tip from someone who's ran companies, big ones for a long time and employed thousands of people. You have a very unique opportunity when you first join an organization to stand the fuck out and you should utilize that. All right. And what I mean by that, it doesn't mean come in dressed up like fucking Superman to stand out. (laughs) What I mean is do not let yourself get caught in the churn. Mm. All right. As soon as you get comfortable, as soon as you recognize what needs to be done, as soon as you understand what you're supposed to do, go do it and do it so fucking hard and so fucking good 
that the people who just hired you are like, they're convinced that they just hired Michael Jordan of mm. entrepreneurs, okay? You only have one chance to fucking make that impression. And a lot of people, they don't do that because it's uncomfortable to do, mm -hmm. but understand that the uncomfortable things are the things that lead to the biggest rewards, okay? So if you're new in an organization, utilize the opportunity to stand out by doing an undeniably great job. And at the very least, show undeniably great initiative and drive and skill set, even and willingness to learn is a big thing too. And just do what you can. Where can you help? What can you do? And it, by the way, this is all on top of you doing your little job perfectly. Mm. All right. And if you can do that, dude, your chances of moving out of the churn quickly are drastically improved. And that's the goal as an entrepreneur. Cause like, dude, entry level positions are churn. All right. There's people that come, there's people that go, there's people that come, there's people that go. You do not want to, you want to spend as little amount of time in those roles as fucking possible. And you want to display skills that are valuable as quickly as possible. And you want to display initiative as quickly as possible so that you stand the fuck out. Because if you can do that right away, you could skip a major long step mm -hmm. that most people have to like go through. Because what most people do, like I said in the beginning of the question is they, they, they get comfortable. They start hanging out with the people. And a lot of people don't even get planted into their company because they fall in with the wrong people and they end up getting cut out. Now you're marked for the That's rest right. of your tenure. Yeah. So, dude, it's very, very important for you to understand this. No matter what organization you're joining, you have a tremendous opportunity at the beginning to make a ridiculous impression in the first four to six months. Mm -hmm. Okay? And then you also have to be realistic about the timeline. Yeah. Four to six months of that kind of effort can set you 10 years ahead. Mm. Real talk. Because, dude, if, like, just using my place as an example, there's people that come here that, that start off in the gym or start off, uh, you know, maybe back in the warehouse. And they do such a great job that I notice them or one of the senior leadership notices them. And we're like, okay, that motherfucker right there, that's a winner. Let's earmark that person to move through here and let's, let's move them up yeah. quickly. Yeah. All right? And so while it doesn't always work that way. Sometimes you move people through and then they fucking suck because they quit trying right away. So that's the second part of the lesson is once you get past that churn, keep going. I'm going to say you got to maintain yeah. that standard. But dude, yeah. the, the amount of success that you could have quickly is drastically underestimated because people think because your grandma and your grandpa and your mom and your dad all said, oh, I got to be there for 10 years and then you get rewarded. There is no reward for sticking around a place for an X amount of time anymore. That's not how the fuck it works. Yeah. People got to win, especially in a challenging economy like we're entering now. They have to win. They're looking for people that want to win. They're looking for killers. And if you could come in and be a killer right away, you're, you can fast track your own career tremendously by jumping through the churn as fast as possible. Yeah. That's what I would recommend. Yeah, I love that. And, and, and the importance on maintaining that standard once you get there, right? Because like, I mean, how many- It's not maintaining. It's not maintaining, bro. It's not maintaining. It's continuing to accelerate the standard. Yeah. Just like I talked back on the last Q&AF where I talked about standards mm -hmm. and meeting high standards and then people expecting those high standards. It's the same, just same like concept, I explained in the last one for companies, yeah. it's the same for employees. Once you've branded yourself in my mind as a high standard individual, that's the expectation. Right. So, so now instead of, you know, as a, from an entrepreneur, I'm the customer because I'm the fucking guy making the decisions about your career path. Mm. Okay. So you're the one, you have to fucking make me believe 
that you are who the fuck you're pretending to be. And the way that you do that is by continuing to level up and level up and level up and level up and level up. The minute you go into maintenance mode, you stop. Because if you really think about how careers progress, like really fucking stop and think about this. Usually what people do is they progress through, they get one job, they get the next job, they get the next job. And the reason that they stop progressing isn't because they stop progressing. It's because they get to a job that they just don't really perform that well at and, and they stay there. So really it's like accelerate through the, pro, the, the hierarchy of jobs until you get to one that you suck at and you stay there forever. And that, <laughs> that's not what you want to do, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. So you have to continue to up that standard and get better and better and better and better. And it's a lifelong journey. It's not something you can do in six months. Yeah. So don't think about it in maintaining. You know, uh, companies get in this in this conundrum as well. Like, sure. like, like companies oftentimes will look back at the good times and they'll say, "Fuck, dude! Back in 2018, we were kicking ass. We were doing all this shit. We got to get ourselves back to that." That's a losing mentality, okay? Because really, what you should be doing and the way you should be attacking it is. We're going to become so fucking good that that version of us in 2018 looks like a fucking frog took like shit on a fucking log, Mm. right? We're going to embarrass that version of ourselves. Mm. And that goes for ourselves. It goes for our companies. It's an attitude and it's an outlook that we all need to have. It's It's not maintenance. It's not get back to your best. It's make your best look like it ain't shit. If you think about it like that, then you can get aggressive. And that's when it gets fun. It gets fun to win. When you, when you have the right attitude, when you, when you create this attitude about yourself personally, for example, oh, when I was 30 years old, I was the best I ever was. I just want to get back to where I was 30. Bro, that's a desperation. That's not- You're living in the past. Yeah, that's not an attack, Yeah. right? Yeah. You have to make it an attack. Like, dude, I'm going to make that version of me, like, dude, and this is real talk. I'll say it right now. That version of me when I was fucking 255 pounds a year and a half ago, I'm going to make that dude look like a fucking pussy, guaranteed. Write that shit down and look, check where I'm at in six months because I guarantee you that's what's going to happen. That's the attitude I have. That's the attitude winners have. That's the attitude that we all need to have when we think about, you know, maybe we did something great back then, but, you know, oh, dude, I was MVP of the fucking high school football game. All right, well, let's make that the smallest accomplishment you ever fucking had in your entire life. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a different in perspective. That's a massive different in perspective. I want to touch on, too, because, you know, often you say, you know, for business owners, you know, being good in the business right now, it's the easiest, quote unquote, that it's ever been because the opportunities are there, right? Would you say that the same exists for entrepreneurs? Like becoming a really great fucking entrepreneur is the easiest it's ever been because of, you know, the the <clears throat> weird social dynamics we have, people. Oh, yeah. Like, would you, would you say totally that, that, that there's also yeah. an advantage there? Totally agree. What you're saying is how I always say it's the, it's the best time to be an entrepreneur if you're starting out because nobody's trying. Right. And the people who are trying are pretty weak, right? They, right. Have, they, have, they have very, very, very rounded edges to them in, in, in terms of what they need on their tools when really you need a fucking razor edge. Right. Right. They think everything's supposed to be about feelings and ever, all this fucking bullshit when in reality, bro, this is a fucking life or death game. It's real shit. Mm. All right. There's a lot of killers out there in the entrepreneur. That's the biggest disservice that's been in, in entrepreneurship is all these fucking gurus <laughs> out there that make everybody think that they're supposed to be an entrepreneur. Let me tell you something, bro. You're going to trade your life for being an entrepreneur. You trade your entire life for it. It's not a fucking job. A job is, is a job. Being an entrepreneur is a life. And not everybody wants to give that. And that's okay. 
It's not for everybody. It's hard as fuck, dude. There's a lot of days when I'm like, fuck, why do I, why do I do this? Mm. Like I have all, I have all these, you know, like, <clears throat> anyway, the point is not everybody's built for it. Yeah. Okay. And it's the same when you're an entrepreneur. We have all this crazy ass shit going on in the world. We have all these entitled fucks around, like they think that they should be fucking CEO in six months. They're posting graphics saying, you know, oh, you know, uh, I, I work the hardest here and I get paid the least, motherfucker. That's how the fuck it works. That's the system we live in. You have to work through that first hurdle of the mass, the churn. The churn, yeah. And you have to fucking overjump that. You have to get, everybody goes through that. Everybody, whether it's a business, whether it's a person, whether it's a fucking, however you, you know, whether it's a they, them, like it doesn't <laughs> fucking matter, bro. You're going through the fucking churn. Yeah. That's it. That's reality. And yeah. so like, because there's so many people out there that don't want to go through that or think that, you know, this isn't for me or, you know, I don't really like how this is. So I just go try something new every fucking year, right? Every two years, bro. To be a valuable key part of a, of a great organization has never been easier because everybody's so fucking lazy. Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a massive shift, and look, there's a massive shift in perception from what it actually takes to what people think it takes, mm. and they've shifted the perception over the last ten years or twelve years from everybody knowing back then that this was hard as fuck, and now you've got the because people are predatory, right? And that you got all these gurus saying, "Oh, it doesn't matter. This is easy. Twenty two months, you'll be a millionaire." Fucking, I went from my mom's basement to the penthouse in six weeks, yeah. all this bullshit. These people believe, they now. this has been branded so hard that, that people now believe that anybody can do this. And it fucking isn't true. Yeah. Okay? It's just not true. You have terrible to be a, on a macro level. But you have to be level. a badass hard motherfucker to right. withstand the fucking long game of being an entrepreneur. That's reality. It's not for everybody. It's not that fun either, dude. Is it rewarding? Yeah. But dude, most of being an entrepreneur is solving other people's fucking problems all day long. That's what the fuck it is. And when you look at it from uh, a lifestyle perspective, a valuable entrepreneur can still make fucking seven figures, dude, depending on what organization they're in. At least six, mm -hmm. right? So they can live a pretty good fucking life and... Not have to like not bear the responsibility. Yeah, of, bro. Yeah. Like, dude, you're not taking any of the risk. You're not carrying any of the fucking notes. You're not carrying any of the real weight. You get to go home and live a fucking life. Mm -hmm. Whereas the entrepreneur does not. It is their life. Motherfucker, I'm 24 years into this. I am on the phone every fucking day. This is real shit. I'm on the phone every fucking day till 11 or 12 o'clock at night. Every day. Every day. No matter what. Like, I know when I go home today. When, you, when we go home and you leave, I got fucking seven more hours of work to do. Every day. It's been that way since you've known me. Every day. There is no... Now, I might smoke some fucking weed and do my fucking calls and have a good time doing it. Yeah. And, you know, but the truth of the matter is, it's still fucking... The work it never stops. Stop. Yeah. And that's the reality, dude. And anybody who tells you different ain't running real shit. I challenge any fucking person, tell me different and let me see what the fuck you built. Because it ain't true. Yeah. I love it, man. People that, that so, say so, that shit, that easy, quick, fast, blah, 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 bro, run, <laughs> run, run away, yeah. run. And, and if it comes to fitness, same thing, yeah. easy, quick, fast, fucking run. It ain't true. It's hard as fuck, but the rewards are worth the work. That's what I'm about. That's what we're about here. That's why it's called real AF. It's not 
fantasy AF. It's not everybody wins AF. It's not pussy pie AF. It's <laughs> fucking real a- as fuck. Yeah. And this is, I'm just telling you, it's hard. Now, some of you may be a lot smarter than me and you might be a lot more skilled than me. Maybe it's easy for you, but I don't know anybody like that. No. I don't know one single person. I love that, man. Yeah. So new entrepreneurs, get out the fucking churn as soon as you can. Absolutely. I love it. Jump the churn, dude. Love it. Let's, uh, let's move to question number two, Andy. Question number two. Um, you've played sports all, you know, growing up all your life, little league, right? Um, and you've had your fair share of great coaches, I'm assuming, right? Um, or coaches that you didn't like in the beginning, loved after, right, yeah. in hindsight. Yeah, I had some good coaches. I had some really bad coaches, too. Yeah. So uh, that, that's what this, is, uh, this question is kind of pertaining to. Uh, the question is, Andy, how should one handle when a trusted adult, such as a coach, publicly humiliates your child on several occasions? I am all for the old school tough coaching mentality, but belittling them and defaming them in front of their peers to the point where they are no longer one to play their favorite sport or face their team ever again. Um, for some, some examples, uh, the coach would say is, quote, you're fucking weak. You haven't gotten any better since sixth grade and you're incapable of dribbling a fucking ball. Do I step in and address this kind of discouragement, or is it better to not intervene, uh, accepting that it is a tough coaching that the kids need to go through? This people is a tough gonna, one. This people aren't going to like my answer. <laughs> They're not going to like my answer. Your kids should be fucking tougher, dude. Mm. Okay? You're going to deal with shitbags. I don't agree with that coach. Mm-hmm. I don't agree that that coach should be that hard if we're talking about sixth graders. Okay? Mm-hmm. There's a way to deliver that message that doesn't fucking beat people down. For sure. Okay? However. However, (laughs) your kid should be built in a way that you prepare them to handle people like that because Mm. people like that are real and it happens in real life every fucking day. Okay? To get where I am, and I'm not, dude, I'm just starting. I am just fucking starting. I've had to deal with so many of those fucks that like, dude, I've had coaches like that to this day. I still wish I fucking see him in the street because I beat their fucking ass. Yeah. Real talk. Yeah, that's real shit. Real talk. Okay. But the point is, as even as bad as, as fucked up as they were at the times, I appreciate what they did because it, it, it conditioned me for reality. Mm. And so <clears throat> I personally think that that's the discussion. That's the discussion you have. It's with you and your kid. And you get your kid mentally prepared to deal with reality that not everybody's fucking nice. Not everybody says things in a nice way. And real talk, if you're going to be anything in real life, you're going to have to deal with a lot of that shit. Mm. Okay. So that's my answer on it. You have to make your kid tougher. That's reality. Now, I will say. I've had a number of coaches that that have been ridiculously fucking hard on me, dude. And I fucking love those people now. I had a coach in high school, my sophomore year of baseball. His name was Mike Villa. And Mike Villa was a championship soccer coach. All right. I, I, I haven't seen him in 20 something years. I don't even know if he's still around. That motherfucker called me every fucking name fucking ever, bro. Yeah. And this is sophomore year of baseball. I was fucking fat. I was fucking lazy. Three pubic hairs. You know what? You know what? Yeah. You want to know the truth? He's telling me the truth. Well, that, yeah. He's telling me the truth. Yeah. And one day he was throwing batting practice and I hit a line drive so fucking hard and knocked him on his ass because he had to deflect it off his glove. Yeah. He's batted me fourth every single fucking game for, for the rest of the season because I hit that ball so fucking hard at him. 
and I earned his respect. Yeah. You know, I was dropping bombs out of the fucking off the field. You're still falling. Yeah. Well, back in 82. <laughs> and here's the thing. As hard as that dude was on me, it taught me a valuable lesson. And I like when I look back on the men who who have impacted me, who have helped me, who have really molded me into who I am, he's one of those guys. Yeah. And if you would have watched the if you would have watched the interactions at the time, you would have thought this guy was a fucking asshole. Yeah, lock him up. <laughs> yeah. Like he wouldn't have, dude, he wouldn't make it these days. There's yeah. no fucking way. Yeah. There's no fucking way. There are people who are too soft now. But my point is, is that a lot of times you look back on those people who were hard on you and are like, fuck, he brought the best out of me. Mm. He taught me, like, dude, you know how much he actually cared. He, dude, totally. Yeah. And I'm very thankful for, for having, being, being able to play just even one year with him as a coach because I learned, I think I learned more about competing that one year than I learned with, all my other coaching combined. Yeah. So I'm very, very thankful uh, for that experience. So maybe think about that as well when you think about like a coach being too hard. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's, it's too hard today, but, and you might hate him today. I hated that motherfucker back then. But now, like, I love that dude. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And I would, I, you know, personally, that's kind of the philosophy I carry too. Like, I understand that some people don't like me right away. Today. Today. But in five or six years, when you've listened to what I said, or at least you've gone out and seen that what I said was true, you start to understand that I was actually giving a fuck about you. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, I'm very thankful for that, man. But, uh, but the point is, is that if you're, t if you, this kid is in sixth grade, maybe, right? Mm -hmm. But by the time he's in high school, he might deal with another coach like that. And maybe he earns the respect by shoving it up that motherfucker's ass. Yeah. Because that's the reality, dude. Sometimes you have to fucking really punch people in the face to get them to respect you. And you can't become one of these people who cowers when somebody says something out of line because yeah. people say out of line shit all day long. What, what are we going to do? Look at the internet, dude. Look how harsh the internet is. The internet has no fucking mercy on fucking anybody, bro. No. Okay? It's a terrible place. Your kid in sixth grade is going to be introduced to that eventually. Mm -hmm. We have to make their skin tougher. We have to toughen them up. And so... It might not hurt to give the coach feedback. Fine. I doubt that someone like that's really going to hear it because yeah. they're probably very comfortable with how they're doing things. Um, but I think the main focus here is to make your, your, your kid understand that this is a part of life. That you're going to deal with fucking assholes. And just because someone's an asshole doesn't give you an excuse to fucking go into your shell and cower, and, and cower down. Yeah. You know what I would do? I'd fucking practice with your kid until he's so fucking good that the coach is like, holy shit, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, well, like, like me looking at it, it's like that would be the first step. Well, shit, is what he's saying. Is there any validity to anything that the coach has said? Have, have, like, have I been like ass in sixth grade? Like, I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to like, I mean, is well, there I any truth to that? I think that's the, I think that's a big problem in society right now. Yeah. People don't ask themselves if criticism is actually true. They automatically call it hate, mm -hmm. or they automatically put it on the other person. They or say, oh, racist, that person's fucked up. Or xenophobic. Maybe that dude is fucked up. Maybe yeah. he is an asshole. But if he's if what he's saying is true, that's actually an opportunity to improve. Yeah, for sure. So you know, either way, it's about how you're responding. I think so. Yeah, yeah. But like, dude, like, you know, I think it's really important for you to realize, like, you're you can't shelter your fucking kids from this shit. This yeah. is reality, dude. Yeah. This is reality. And, and the goal should be to get your kid to a point in life where when someone does fucking do that shit, it doesn't matter. Like to me, dude, like it doesn't matter when someone's an asshole to me. It makes no fucking difference. You have to understand it. Yeah. 
We, we fucking live in a society that is mean as fuck. And if you're not prepared to handle it and you're not prepared to stand up for yourself and you're not prepared for any of that shit, bro, you're going to get crushed. Yeah. That's reality. And that's not some hard ass shit. I'm saying the truth. No, absolutely, man. I love it. Uh, Andy, guys, our third and final question, question number three. Andy, how important is it to build your personal brand when starting a new business versus focusing on building the business exclusively? For example, uh, spending time posting, recording content versus focusing on building teams and systems. I understand both are important as a personal brand helps the business in the beginning, especially when there's no sales. But in your eyes, how should a new entrepreneur allocate their time within these two categories? Well, having a strong personal brand doesn't hurt ever. It mm -hmm. never hurts. It only helps. Okay. If you're doing, some people argue this. They will say, <clears throat> well, I do B2B sales. You know, I don't do B to, to, uh, I don't do business to consumer. I do business to business. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I don't really need a personal brand. And so they don't, they don't build one. Right. But then somebody like, I don't know, me comes along who has a fucking massive personal brand and wants to do the same business that you're trying to do with the same person. Mm. Who are they going to do business with? Right. right. Who are they, who's going to sell more product? Who's going to buy more product? And why is that? Okay. So a strong personal brand is free game. You get people to know who you are. You get attention. You build a reputation. And that will never hurt you. That will only help you. There's a, there's a flip side. Having a personal brand, if you get it big enough, becomes its own fucking monster, mm. okay? And you don't have very much privacy. People are always fucking with you. People are always in your business. It's annoying. It's fucking, you're like, what the fuck, mm -hmm. right? Like, dude, I, and by the way, don't do this. I'm going to say this real quick. Do not show up here to First Form to fucking meet with me unannounced. We have this problem with, with y'all doing that. Yeah. Um, don't do that. It's very unsafe to do that. We handle that very seriously. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we do. And it seems to always be the same kind of person. It's, um, they're having, it's almost like some people are having like a manic episode where they've been up for three days. I drove mm -hmm. 17 hours to come see you. Bro, I ain't doing that. Mm -hmm. So don't waste your fucking time. Don't do it. I just want to say that. No, that's important. Um, so those are some of the things that uh, building a personal brand, you know, there's, there's some fucking negatives to it too yeah but in terms of business dollars and cents doing business it's a massive fucking advantage to have how much time should you spend between one or the other they really should be integrated correct like you're building a company and you're building yourself how are you going to build the company you're going to build the company by showing it to the people that you're building yourself around right all right so it, it's it's related it's the same thing when you build your personal brand, you're building your business. When you build your business, you're building your personal brand. It's the same thing. Yeah. All right. Unless you choose just to run a business page. But like, dude, here's the reality. People don't want to do business with Globocorp, dude. They right. don't want to do business with faceless, these faceless fucking organizations yeah. anymore. Yeah. You guys look at like the companies that are getting slaughtered over the last three years. It's all the biggest companies in the world. And the reason is, is because they are using their, their business acumen and or i'm sorry business uh traction and 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 throwing their weight around to push socio-political issues on people and do business in a way because they think they're too big and they, mm -hmm. they, that we don't have a choice well we do have a fucking choice and people choose every fucking day to shop at places that are owned by real people that align with the same values that they align with and i'm going to give you a hack here 
Do you want to know what the next biggest trend is? The next biggest trend, which is already happening, is American-owned, American jobs, and American companies here in America. Okay? Not, not fucking Walmarts, not fucking Amazons, fucking uh, Joe Stevenson down the street who owns this company. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, Mary Jane over here who owns this, right? And employees Becky down the street. That's right. Yeah, right, right That's right, where right. people are going right now. They're yeah. going to independently owned, pro-America, pro-freedom companies because they are sick of the fucking bullshit being shoved down through the Fortune 500 companies. So it's a tremendous opportunity. It's a tremendous opportunity. And for you to have a personal brand and build your business plays right into that. But that's the hack. Do you yeah. want to know where to stand? Stand on that side of the fence because that's where everybody's going. For sure. I, I can see it happening. I, I predicted this. For the last three, three and a half years, I told you this was where, you know, where three years ago we were in this politically correct company. Like, if you didn't say this, if you didn't post a black square, we're fucking not shopping with you. We've gone to the opposite side of that now. Right. We are over here now where people fucking, they understand what that, all that shit is. They understand the woke shit. They understand the, the, the weaponization of, of politics. They understand the weaponization of socio issues. And they're going towards people who represent what the idea of America is supposed to be, meaning people can have their own thoughts. We, we, we shop with our own communities. We take care of our own employees. We're from here, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Our products are from here. You see what I'm saying? Right. People are looking for that option. All right. Like, dude, mo- if you're a company right now and you're not transitioning your goods to be made in America, like for us right now, we, we don't have everything made in the USA, but everything from here on out, we're moving to source to that. Like it's a massive operation for a company this yeah. size. Huge investment. Yeah. yeah, I know it's fucking massive, but and it's way more expensive to do. But it's super important to the world. And when you start to do that, people start to see that mm-hmm. they recognize that they start buying from those companies. Yep. So that's where it's going. That's the trend. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I don't care what anybody's other fucking gurus say. <laughs> They're fucking wrong, and I'm fucking right. And I can see it in the numbers now. And I've been saying it for three years, and, and in three more years, I'm gonna be saying, "Guess what, motherfuckers? I fucking told you." Yeah. Let me ask you this though. So, have you seen? I mean, how? Like how? Because okay, so so building a, a personal brand and, and your business brand—they're integrated. They're both valuable. They're extremely important. But. What 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 what's a what's some words of caution I guess that you would put out to people who are focusing too heavily on that personal brand and not enough on the business brand, right? Like okay, well, cool. bro, that's a big problem. That's a great that's a great follow up question there, um, because a lot of people do get caught up in appearing to be instead of actually being, mm-hmm. and that's a big fucking problem. Yeah, we see this every day in the entrepreneur space. We see people who own a business that sells widgets and you know they 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 come on the scene trying to sell widgets and then in fucking a year now all of a sudden they're an entrepreneur coach and they've mm-hmm. got a group and they're trying to and like dude listen motherfucker you need to worry about your own business mm-hmm. before you try to be some sort of superstar on the internet and that's just a that's a product of people not understanding and, and that people people recognize results mm-hmm. they recognize credibility and by you even trying to put yourself out there as like some sort of superstar guru, entrepreneur fucking dude, uh, when you haven't really built anything, bro, people see through that. And that's yeah. why you have trouble fucking getting people to follow. Bro, I don't, I don't post for Arte. How many posts do I make about Arte? Yeah, very, very few. Very little, yeah. Right? 
By the way, we do have tickets for sale right now. <laughs> just saying. Yeah, but that's not a post. <laughs> yeah, that's not a post. I just got it. While we're talking about it, we do have tickets for Arte Live on April 22nd. A few few left. You guys are interested in that. Come see us live. Tremendous lineup. Cool. But that's the extent of it. Mm-hmm. Like, like you motherfuckers out there that try to do this shit where you're a quote unquote coach when you ain't even really built a real business. The reason you have to post 7,000 fucking times is because no one fucking recognizes you as an expert. Mm-hmm. And I know that hurts to hear that hurts to hear, but what you should hear is this. I'm going to go out and build a tremendous business and then I'm going to talk about how I did it. And because people get consumed with the gamification of the internet, which is followers like shares, right? They want more followers, they want more likes, they want more shares, they want more views. And they become, they start to get into it. It mm. becomes a game. And they're like, fuck, I got to get more followers. I got to get more shit. I got to get more this. I got to get more that. And they think that those things will automatically grow their business, which they will grow your business because they bring attention. But if you have a shitty business that people only come to one time and then leave, you're not really growing anything over right. here. So I, I personally, I'm glad you asked that question because I think most of, I think most people that are coming on to the entrepreneur social scene right now spend far too much time trying to act as if they already are and far too little time actually becoming who it is they're they're trying to represent themselves to be. Yeah. I can understand someone, you know, when you're young, you're you know, like look dude, everybody when they're young is a little full of shit, right? You're kind of like, you know, you're trying to posture because you really know that you're weak. I totally get all that. And everybody's gone through that. Every mm-hmm. every grown man who who has grown up into a real business. They went through that shit. I, I fucking get it. But you can't let that take your eye off the focus of building your real business. Mm. That's the biggest fucking thing you have to have. Because if you actually want to be recognized, which is why people get sucked into that, mm-hmm. if you actually want to get the recognition, you want to get the likes, you want to get the shares, you want to get the views. If you actually want to get that, you have to have something real that people can fucking see. I love that. Yeah. And it's just, it's just you have to put the fucking cart where the cart belongs and the horse where the horse belongs. Yeah. And, and, and if you get them backwards, you don't go anywhere. And so I, I personally, you know, there's a lot of young guys listening. They hear what I say and they think, oh, Andy's hating on us. I'm not hating on you, bro. I'm teaching you how to actually do this so that by the time you actually do know what the fuck you're actually talking about, because let's be honest, you don't. Mm-hmm. Okay. When you actually do know what you're talking about, you'll have this massive fucking credibility that people can't fuck with. It's undeniable. Yeah. And like, dude, you'll probably, you know, like I do have multiple things like that. Like you're going to have this company and you're going to have this company. You're going to have this company that services this company. And you're going to build something so impressive over the next 15 years that you become a legitimate fucking source of knowledge. And that, and that's everlasting. Like that's not something you have to hustle for. Like people come to you for it. Right. And so it's, it's important for you young guys and young girls to really walk that balance properly. You know, I'm not hating on anybody's hustle, bro. Like I get it. Um, But if you don't do it the right way, you end up having to chase your tail the entire game for the the rest of your life. And you stay in that churn. That's correct. And (laughs) that is a churn. All right. You're in the churn of hustling people to believe that you're credible when you're not really credible instead of just taking the time to build the credibility. And then those people come to you without the hustle. See what I'm saying? That's sustainable. Doing it, doing it the other way around. That's not sustainable. It's just not. And here's the problem with that. When you do it like that, I've met a a lot of young, really, really good entrepreneurs who come out and they do what I just said not to do. And then they end up ruining all all their credibility for a long time. Like people are like, yeah, well, that guy's full of shit. 
and you're stained, and especially with the people above the ladder. Yeah, over. bro. It's that's exactly right. That you're that that's exact. It's not the people on the internet that matter, bro. No, it's not the random fucking hater or troll. It's the people above you that now look at you and say, "Fuck." Oh, well, this person's yeah. kind of full of shit. I don't want to do anything with it. Yeah, it's the people in the rooms you're trying to get into. That's right. Yeah, that's real and shit. So man. it's a delicate line to to walk, and you have to be mindful to not get sucked into the social media. I mean, dude, look. Um, it's far more fun when people come to you because they recognize you to truly be what it is you are, yeah. right? Than it is trying to convince them that you're that. Yeah. It's a lot more fun, dude. I love that. So put in the time. Don't, don't be in a hurry. Like put in the time to build that business, build that thing, make it kick ass. And eventually people are going to recognize it and they're going to be like, fuck. And you're going to be glad you did it because now you're going to have this real asset over here. Yeah. That, that's the other thing. This part of it, the, the coaching thing, that's cash flow that you right. get. Okay. Right. This over here, you build a fucking cash flow and an asset. It's a big fucking deal. Yeah. All right. If you do it right, you don't even need the the, the coaching that's bullshit. That's correct. Yeah, man. That's correct. Makes sense. You know, and it's it's a hard discussion to have because a lot of the young people are they're in such a hurry, and I get it because I was in a hurry too. They don't understand that if you just put that first ten years into really just fucking building your business, you won't have to worry about the other part because the other part comes with it. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely, man. I love it. Do the work first and then talk about how you did it. That's it. Don't talk about how you're doing it. There you go. I, I, or what you're going to do. Yeah. Like, dude, I mean, how many yeah. posts are we see a day of, well, you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> I'm just, I might've been knocked down 400 the last seven years in a row, but I'm fucking getting, yeah. dude, listen, people get tired of hearing that. Mm. They get tired of hearing it. And we all know, like, we know you mean it, mm. but at a certain time for your own credibility, you have to follow through or fucking people won't listen to you. Yeah. So stop talking shit and start doing shit. That's really the bottom line. I love it, man. Guys, Andy, that was three. Go pay the fee. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, does a no, headshot, case closed, closed.